and welcome to the Sustainability Leaders Series. I'm Oriel Morrison. The urgency to act on climate change has never been greater. The levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere are at a scale not seen in four million years, with temperatures rising at a faster rate than in the past 2,000 years. The world's most prestigious institutions, including the World Bank and the IMF, are calling ever more loudly for change, including a much bigger emphasis on environmental sustainability. It's abundantly clear that extreme weather events are more frequent and intense than ever before. Floods, droughts, wildfires and heat waves have become part of the daily news cycle globally. The escalating climate emergency prompting leaders of the world's major economies to pledge aggressive action. The higher frequency of natural disasters have galvanized people's sense of urgency to deal with environmental issues. In 2015, most countries signed up to the Paris Agreement, committing to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. UN member states also adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, a blueprint of 17 goals to achieve a more sustainable future. And the message from COP26 was clear. With companies responsible for 70% of global emissions, business needs to work harder to align corporate strategies with sustainability initiatives. So it's no longer an issue of greenwashing or virtue signaling. Now companies feel that they're getting strong nudges from governments, from regulators and stakeholders. Civil society has been very proactive in naming and shaming companies with inadequate practices. But ensuring a sustainable future will require a significant investment. Trillions of dollars are needed for energy financing alone to achieve net zero by 2050. The alternative, though, is far worse. Deloitte estimates that unchecked, climate change could cost the global economy $178 trillion over the next 50 years. Genuine commitment to tackling climate change has risen to the forefront of corporate policy and governance globally. For the data centres powering the digital decarbonisation of the world, it's a double-edged sword. They need masses of energy to help deliver the green solutions the planet requires. Equinix has set a goal to be climate neutral by 2030, knowing energy demands are going to radically increase in the years ahead. Joining us now is Jeremy Deutscher, President of Asia-Pacific for Equinix. Jeremy, great to have you with us today. Now, sustainability is top of your agenda as the leader of Equinix in the Asia-Pacific region. And Equinix is, in fact, taking a leading position. Take us through your Future First sustainability strategy. Yeah, thanks, Ariel. Um, Future First and sustainability are our top priority as a company. We're really a, a company that is focused on supporting the digital infrastructure for all of organizations who are doing digital transformation and offering digital services, which of course, um, post and, and I guess uh, as we're moving through the pandemic has become even more critical. Now we're very focused on making sure that's done in a very sustainable fashion. And that means that we put first and foremost our commitment to being completely carbon neutral um, for our customers as we offer our, our core foundational services for them. We were actually the first data center company in the world to announce that we have a commitment to go completely carbon neutral by 2030. And we're actually making really good progress um, as we move towards that goal. And, and on top of that, you've said that you will reach 100% renewable energy. How are you tracking on that target? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're doing really well. Uh, so for the last four years, we've actually been already above 90% uh, of our utilization has been on renewable resources. Um, so that's really positive. Um, and in actual fact, uh, we're well over 90% now and actually 100% uh, in our Singapore uh, infrastructure that we operate. And that's really important, not just to us, but it's also really important to our customers. And of course, it's the right thing to do uh, for the planet as we're really making sure um, we enable sustainable digital transformation. Mm. The amount of data usage is only going to increase. Uh, what happened during the pandemic was really interesting. What did you see from, from a data centre perspective? Yeah, so during the, the pandemic, we certainly saw a, a real flight towards digital services. And I think that's across the board. So, of course, uh, all of us at home as uh, residential users, um, we, you know, certainly using uh, more content services at home. So all of us were consuming uh, digital TV. Um, that was very popular. And on the business side, of course, digital uh, transactions and digital communication became even more critical. I noticed today when, uh, you know, you go back out as the pandemic is rescinding, you know, the use of cash, as an example, is greatly reduced. It's all digital payments. Now, all of that communication, be it, uh, you know, Netflix TV or digital payments or, you know, how you're going to procure new services between companies, all of that is being done digitally. And you really need to make sure that as it's being done digitally, it's being done in a sustainable fashion. And that's where Reconnex really sees our proposition supporting our customers and supporting the industry to be able to do that, both enterprise companies and also governments as in they enabling their digital transformation in a sustainable fashion. We've talked about your particular future first strategy, but what sorts of innovation, other innovation are we seeing in terms of energy optimization and of course the use of renewables for, for data centers, not just in Singapore, but on a global level. Yeah, so Ariel, it's it's really multifaceted as you're looking to solve for this solution. Um, the first thing is that um, companies need to understand that putting their IT infrastructure in old style model, where they put it inside their own office environments, is really inefficient. So the first step they can consider is utilizing a third party data center, which has been purpose built to be efficient. Taking it a step further, Equinix looks at the design of every single building we do, taking into account a couple of key metrics, which the technical terms are power utilization effectiveness and water utilization effectiveness. Now, these are how much power do you need to run all the IT infrastructure and make sure it's cooled, as an example, as PUE. So we're really focused on driving that down. And we continue to invest on a year-by-year -year basis to make sure even our existing facilities become even more efficient. Uh, so actually between 2020 and 2021, we were able to further optimize our sites by investing further capital by a further 5.5% and we're driving down the effectiveness to make sure these sites are really efficient for our customers. Mm -hmm. So that's step number one. Step number two is making sure we design all of our new sites really well. And we, of course, do that on a day-to-day -day basis. But we also have a, uh, an innovation facility where we globally are looking at best practice of what we can do to design and build our sites more effective for the future as well. And then on the power side, um, we're obviously trying to make sure we utilize renewable resources as much as possible. And this involves being a leader in investing into virtual power purchase agreements and direct power purchase agreements, which is where we're really supporting new solar, new wind, um, new infrastructure being built, providing sustainable resources. And Equinix is a leader in that space as well. What will best practice be in five to 10 years time, Jeremy? You only need to see how much innovation we're seeing in terms of transfer, digital transformation and how quickly that is happening now to know that the industry in five to 10 years time is going to be drastically different again. 
Absolutely. And look, that, that's really what our co-innovation facility is about, is making sure we're there on that bleeding edge. So even if that's... Um, uh, you know, data center cooling with no air cooling so we can reduce that efficiency further or immersion cooling where we actually immerse the computers directly in a cold liquid so that we can actually make sure they're getting as effectively cooled as possible. Um, all of these different innovations are happening on the technical side. On the business side, you're going to see an increasing move of companies moving towards providers who can ensure their digital infrastructure is being operated in a sustainable fashion. I think that is currently a focus. And in five years from now, every organization will be doing that. Mm. Now, we're hopefully six months away from global reporting standards when it comes to ESG. And it certainly is more common now for companies on a global level to disclose their ESG reports with, with their financials. Uh, what is Equinex doing on that front? So we, we see that as a key part of this uh, solution as well. So we've actually been providing a, a sustainability report and a green report for all of our customers uh, for some time now. And we can actually take that down to the individual site that our customers use or the individual country that they operate in and how we're providing them their green capabilities. And we're seeing many of our customers and more and more increasingly on a weekly basis saying, thank you for making this easy so we can show that our foundational infrastructure is green and how we are supporting the environmental, social and governance responsibilities that they themselves are taking directly to their shareholders as well. So we see that as a foundational element that we're supporting inside these organisations. And I'm, I'm really proud, actually, of the entire industry that that is becoming more and more prevalent um, as a request from our customers. I'm very happy to say we're leading in that space as well to provide those green reports. What else does Equinex as a company need to do to help clients, to help customers become more sustainable? I think it's really about focusing on um, making sure we continue to build digital infrastructure in a sustainable fashion, making sure we make that available, making sure we provide good clarity and governance, um, and making sure that we provide good reporting. Because if you do set all of those things up well, you know exactly what you're tracking, you deliver against it, and then you report on it, you're making sure that you're actually delivering the real outcome uh, of sustainable infrastructure that Equinex is focused on. So, Jeremy, why is it so important that Equinex finds and, in fact, showcases the leaders in sustainability in the region? So I, I think really um, Equinex has been taking the leadership position for a number of years. As I mentioned, we're the first company to announce that we're going to be carbon neutral by 2030. And that's a real focus for us. Um, and our leadership position has then led other organisations to follow that path. And so for us, really catalyzing the leaders that are coming with us in this space, I think is going to drive the purpose for the benefit of the planet, uh, which is a real focus for us, um, for our internal teams, and also for our customers uh, to continue driving that forward. So continuing to highlight uh, the ESG commitments of ourselves and the leaders that we work with, we think is critically important. Jeremy, such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Ariel. Thank you very much. And that wraps it up for this episode of the Sustainability Leaders Series. I'm Oriel Morrison. For more in this special 12-part series, head to apacnetwork.com.